welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. I want to share something on fasting because I do not want to assume that everybody is up to speed on the subject of fasting. So, well, even if we all know, as we heard from Peter, that even though you know these things, I would not be, Second Peter chapter 1, uh, verse um, 12, I would not be negligent, I would not be, to remind you always of these things, though you know, you know them and I establish them. So, actually, repetition enhances learning. I need to be able to teach so much that if you've been around for a while, you are called to teach on fasting, you'll be able to teach it. Because you, you actually understand what you are doing. The difference between a walk with God or revelation, practices based on revelation and religion is insight. You don't need insight to practice religion. You just need instructions. They have to tell you, do and you do. Do this and you do this. But when it comes to working with God, actual work with God, <laughs> you need revelation. You can't even be born again without knowing. The Bible puts it this way. Jesus' high priestly prayer in the book of John chapter 17. I think verse 3, a very interesting point he made. He says that, and this is eternal life. What is eternal life? That they may know you. You Eternal life, salvation, has a lot to you are knowing of God. It's not what someone told you. My mother has been doing this, so I'm doing it. My father has been doing it, I'm doing it. No. Born again and eternal life has to do with, he said, that they may know you. This is it. This is eternal life. So you can't be saved without knowing God. The mother of all theology, theology study of God, is, the, is actually God, knowing God, the theology of God. The most important thing about all doctrines, I said the other time, is God. Because your definition of God will now be the foundation of every other thing. Your definition of Jesus, your definition of the Holy Spirit, the understanding of church, your actual proper understanding of humanity and bibliology. People get up and say all kinds of things about the Bible. If you know God, it will be a different story. You can't blast the Bible until you backslide. Your definition of the Bible is meaningless in the absence of knowing God or your proper understanding of God. Somebody will say that if everything was, as I said last Sunday, if everything was created, everything came, then God, where did he come from? You see, it's a problem. You don't understand what God is. If you understand what God is, you won't ask this question because that question actually defeats the meaning of God. So God is uncreated. So for you to ask who created God, that means, okay, we have a problem here. I, I think we need, to under, we need to get you to understand what the meaning of God is. The basics. The basics. The meaning of God underlines, undergets, and um, supports everything in Christianity. So that is why God took a whole Old Testament to try and give the people a few attributes of God before Jesus came to manifest God in the physical. When Jesus came to manifest God in the physical, 
If you did not know who God is and what God is, how would you view that? It will not make sense. So it took a whole Old Testament for God to define or to express his attributes, his characteristics to humanity so that they can have an idea. That is why wherever the Jews went, the people knew that these people, their God is different. So God used the Jews to sustain at least the knowledge of the true God across the years until Jesus came. Either than that, it will be washed out. And up to now, can you imagine? He strengthened them so that they can maintain the purity of what he gave them across the generation. Every culture and every group of people have lost something, have lost the way they do things and that and that. But over many years, thousands of years, God maintained the purity of his knowledge on earth via the Jews. So it's important to have a revelation of what you are doing. You don't take church serious because you don't have a revelation. And we say, let's pray. Some people, will, after a short, well, some people which actually will come to church when prayer is over. He said, by now they are praying. Let me wait a little bit. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it just boils down to understanding and revelation. The reason why children make a lot of mistakes is because they don't understand a lot of things. <laughs> you take a child to school, you pay so much money, let's say, you spend so much, and they don't even value it. They don't, they don't know, and sometimes you hear a mother screaming at the top, do your work. Do your. The child says, why? Why? I don't want to do it. They don't know. They don't know. And sometimes the mother is fighting to cause the child not or the father their child not to go through what he's been through, yes, yes, through yes. his childish yes. folly. Yes. And sometimes the worrying thing is when you see your child living your life. That what has brought you where you are, which has made you very sad. You see, your, and you are trying to warn him or her, and he's not listening. And you are so frustrated. The reason why children don't take certain things serious is because of lack of understanding. The reason why people take certain things in church, even your tithing, your giving, is because you lack understanding. It's because you lack insight. Your attitude towards how you receive God's word is a reflection of your insight. How you receive a man of God is a reflection of your insight. And there are all kinds of understanding, and the world will also give you the aversion of who a man of God is. What church means, what tithing means, what praise and worship means. Some people think praise and worship is music time. It's music time. So, in the same way, we can engage in fasting and people can do it without having a proper understanding. But the truth is, you're not practicing it does not invalidate somebody's practicing it. If you don't treat your wife well, and your wife is beating you, or you're having problems in your home. You choose not to treat your wife well. The other guy who chooses to treat their wife well, they will have the benefits. You will have the benefits. So, you see, life is full of uh, give and take. Give and take. Garbage in, garbage out. Substance in, substance out. What you give to life is what determines what you take out of life. I don't know how I passed the, I failed, failed the exam. You should know. You know it. You know, you know, you know. 
And usually when you do your driving test and you fail, don't they tell you why you fail? <laughs> they tell you. It's because of the curb. You hit the curb. That's why you failed. So when you go practicing, you master the curb. In the same way, listen to something I want to communicate to you. Bible says that the profit of the earth is for all. In Ecclesiastes 5.9. Moreover, the profit of the earth is for how many? All. That's how fair God is. It's called the, in theological terms, it's called the benevolent love of God. He makes it available. The rain, when the rain falls, the ones who have planted seed, they are the ones who have the the germination. If you have a land, you didn't plant any seed. When the rain falls, you just have wet land. And then it dry later. You see, so the profit of the earth is for all. There are certain systems that works everywhere. If you can practice it, it will work for you. My daughter asked us yesterday or the day before after church. No, I think this morning. Normally I'm playing uh, something, Bible in the car. So it came to, I think, where it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And my daughter said, so if unbelievers obey their parents, do they also get benefits? Yeah, it's a natural law. It's law. If, if you are not born again and you honor your mother, you honor your father, it will be well with you. If you are born again and you did not honor your mother, you dishonor your father, it will not be well with you. It doesn't matter who is praying for you. These are just, so some people are using prayer to repair what they have damaged or what they are damaging with their disobedience. Stop their praying and go and obey. A year of obedience. Swift obedience. Behold, to obey is better than sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing. You know? And then it says that uh, and God has not delighted in burnt offerings and sacrifices. As obedient. To obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed than the fat of rams. Listen! Stop bringing big fat rams and fat, the sumptuous part of the fast to sacrifice. He said, listen is better. So, the, watch this, Kadashahanda. The, the profit of the earth is for all. So then if declarations bring testimonies, then the profit of declaration is not only for certain people exclusively. It's for all. It's for all. But the problem with the all is that not all have insight. So lack of insight will make you handicapped. Then people will be saying, why God, why? Why God, oh God, I don't understand. Why are things not going? It is something you are not practicing or something you are doing wrong that is responsible for your pain. Not who doesn't like you. So as we are about to engage in this fasting, it is imperative to understand that fasting delivers. And so I want to let you understand two aspects of the fasting. There's corporate fasting and there is private fasting. Private is individual. You are doing your own thing. And then corporate fasting is like what we are about to start from tomorrow, the whole a congregation or a group of people. For instance, in Acts chapter 13, 
verse 2, he says that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So it wasn't as he, it was as they. It was a corporate fasting day. Um, Esther said in Exodus chapter 4 from verse 13, gather the Jews, let them fast for me. And me, I and my maidens will fast likewise. So Jesus said, I'm going to do it alone. But when Moses went on the mountain, he was fasting alone. When Jesus in, in, in Luke chapter 4 from verse 1, Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1, he fasted, he was alone. You know, so we see in Bible classic examples of corporate fasting and individual fasting. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 9 and chapter 10, he fasted alone. He was fasting. It was an individual fasting. So we have examples of corporate fasting and examples of individual fasting. Now, the individual fasting has its benefits and the corporate fasting has its benefits. I actually want to try and talk about the ingredients of fasting. What makes fasting work? Because there are people who are fasting, but actually is more starving. So what makes fast? How many of us have fasted and had results before? How many of us have fasted and didn't see results before? I'm part of both. Now there's a way to fast to generate results, and I want to tackle that today. But I want also to underscore the fact that across generations, the people of God have always fasted. Fasting has always been part of engagement with God or engaging God. So we saw, as I mentioned, Moses fasted. Esther and the team fasted. Nehemiah fasted. Daniel fasted. And when you come into the New Testament, you see Jesus, our Lord, he himself fasted. That is a major example for us. Jesus, our Lord, fasted. And then we saw that the early church, as I quoted just now, the early church also fasted. So fasting is neither Old Testament or New Testament. It's just a covenant practice. So if there was covenant practices in the Old Testament and covenant practices in the New Testament, then nothing stops us from being part of that covenant practice. And so fasting is covenant practice. To fast for results or the true ingredients of fasting includes, let me mention three things. Number one, purpose. Number two, prayer. Number three, practices. Purpose, prayer, practices. Let's talk about purpose. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Oh, Jesus. There he goes again. You can say some serious things. Matthew 6, 16 says that, Moreover, when ye fast, shall we all say that together? When, when fast. One more time, please. When if you don't mind, louder. So fasting is a when, not an if. When. Your time of fasting. You must have a time of fasting. So when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites. Oh, so hypocrites fast. Oh, watch this. 
You don't have to be a hypocrite to behave like one. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Think about it. From the text I just read, it said, when you fast, don't be like that one. Because that one is a hypocrite. So that means you can be fasting, but fasting like a hypocrite, even though you are not a hypocrite. You can be fasting the way the hypocrites do. Hypocrites are sure men. That's one major thing about hypocrites. Jesus said in Matthew 23, he said, ye are whitewashed tombs. <laughs> That's a serious description. Whitewashed, you are white on the outside, but inside is full of dead men's body. Hey! Yeah. So he said, hypocrites, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Um, as the hypocrites, of a sad countenance. Do not be of a sad countenance. Why do they put there? For they disguise their faces. There's a reason. That they may appear unto men to fast. So, see, they are, what they are doing is just for men. Just to appear. Just to keep up with the Joneses. Just, it's a tick box exercise. But really, it doesn't mean anything to them apart from how people will see them. He said, don't do it like that. But he says that. Jesus said, um, verily I say unto you, watch this, they have their reward. The reward is what they are, what, what people who are sinning. So that means that fasting comes with a reward. But the way they do it, that reward is already, God doesn't owe them a reward. So that means that when you fast, you should expect a reward. Christians fast. Fasting is part of Christian activities or practices. Christians do fast. Our fasting will be definitely different from other people in other religions, the way they fast. Because fundamentally, even the definition of God is different. So that changes everything. We might look the same. You see, you can fast like the way, like the hypocrite. But it doesn't make you a hypocrite. But you can behave. So as for behavior, surface behavior, it's really not the answer. It's behind the scenes, internally, what is happening. And by virtue of understanding what's happening. So when you come into a crisis situation, please, there's a difference. I want you to understand. There's a difference between hunger strike and fasting. There's a difference. Instead of embarking on a hunger strike for political purposes, my Christian brother, why don't you rather do a fast to appeal for, to God's mercies? Is hunger strike wrong? I don't know. But I would rather fast. Because it might have similar physical implications. <laughs> So, we Christians, we fast. And why do we fast? Why do people uh, go into hunger strike? Because they are trying to make a statement, and there's a purpose for it. Someone just goes to hunger strike, unless you are sick in the hospital, then that's not hunger strike, you just can't eat. But when you can eat and you choose not to eat, there must be a purpose for it. So, why would you, a Christian, you choose not to eat? 
And there's no purpose for it. Because our church said we shouldn't eat. <laughs> no. There must be a purpose for it. And so, when we are fasting, we must have a purpose. When you study the scripture, they fasted, Nehemiah fasted and saw, saw results. Esther fasted, saw results. Daniel fasted, the captivity was over. Fasted. When he understood that something must change, he gave himself to fast. He said, therefore, I gave myself to fasting. I understood by books, and I gave myself to fasting. So when he understood something must change, but he didn't have the power to change it, he said, no problem. I know buttons to press to change things. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's important to understand that when we are fasting, there is a purpose for the fasting. So number one, your fasting must have a purpose. Your fasting must have, Pastor, what sort of purpose? All right, why, why fasting? Fasting is not just refraining from food. Okay, fasting is your unwillingness or inability to just enjoy food by virtue of a burden on you. So there is an oppressing issue in your life. Some of these things don't happen without somebody paying a price. I don't know what is going on in your life. People say, a few people have come to me this year with one or two issues. Pastor, I'm not sure about what to do. And this thing, this is going on, this is going on. And then I tell them, all right, you let's give ourselves time and fast and pray until the period of fasting. We are about to start a fast. Attach your request. Give an answer. There's a burden on your heart. Let that drive you into the fasting. You have a burden regarding your daughter, a, a burden regarding your career, regarding your marriage, regarding your health, regarding your son, regarding your business, your career, your church. Your mean, come on, fast about it. We are about to enter into a fasting. Make it this fasting. I'm going to hear from God, or I'm going to entreat God to do something. There is a burden on my heart. Let me push it into the fasting. So you are you're eating, you are not eating. It's not because you don't have food to eat, but we are just refraining from food. But it's because of a burden. So then when there's opportunity to eat, you look at the burden, you look at the food. Which one is more important? Because some of the temptations to eat are real. And now they say fasting. So here fasting there. You should, you should rejoice because fasting is coming. And you are going to tackle some things in fasting. Look at the situation in your family. The situation with your husband. The situation with your career. You are going to be poor for help. Why don't you use the avenue of fasting? That burden on your heart, make it something. See, so, okay, we fast because there's a burden. And watch this. We are appealing and reaching out to God for his mercies concerning this matter. So when you are fasting, you are actually asking for God's mercies by virtue of the burden for mercies on that matter. So then you must have a purpose for fasting. Other than that, you just go through the motions and you wouldn't even know if it has been answered because you didn't actually have a target. And so when it comes to fasting, you have to have a purpose. Other than that, you are better off eating. Have a purpose. Have a purpose. 
So then, watch this. When you are pray, praying privately, you always tackle that thing in the fasting. In the fasting. You say, God, this is my marriage. God, this is my marriage. I present it before you. I plead for your mercies. I plead for your mercies. I plead for your mercies. This is my career. I plead for your mercies. This is my health crisis. Why, why would you be married and you are waiting for a child and you haven't, couple, you haven't come together in your fasting? I mean, look at what is happening in your family. Look at your sister's state. Every other week, they rush her to somewhere. If it's not prison, it's, it's a mental health or it's hospital. Like, and and the, the whole family, the whole family is in turmoil. The whole family is in turmoil. Sometimes you see your mother and you break down crying. Please, you are a Christian for goodness sake. There's something you can do about it. There's something you can do about it. Instead of just waiting for someone to have a revelation. There's somebody here. Your mother is crying. Come. No, please. It might never happen. <laughs> Take matters in your own hands. I believe every one of us, there is something you have to deal with. Every one of us here. You are not stranded in life when you can have an opportunity to fast. Yeah. You can't be stranded. Your time, you get flatter or your car breaks down. You have a, don't worry, they'll come and pick it. And it, you see, you can't say that nowhere, so there's no hope. There is hope. You, it will be fixed. And I'm talking to somebody. Amen. There's hope. Amen. And, uh, hey, until you, 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 I'm talking about you, you choose to do something about it. Stop outsourcing your responsibility. You have to do something about it. You have to take the bull by the horn and say, this year, this year, this year, 2022 is must change for me. Yes. You, listen, you have to be determined. Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and it takes some level of aggression, determination. Brian Bartimaeus. He heard Jesus was passing. He shouted. They said, keep quiet. Bible said he shouted them all. Them all because he's, he was too desperate. I think you are very comfortable about your situation. Desperation will become a burden. That anytime you hear fasting, you say, I'm going to deal with this matter. Listen, don't wait for the thing to get out of hand. Doctor said, the way you are, we, we did that scan, it looks like early stages of cancer. Tafiaba. Early stages of cancer for where? For where? It will not happen. See, why you are saying it will not happen? I said, my friend, they give you references. References. You see, you remember your auntie. You remember your friend. You remember this. Start preparing your will, rather. As soon as Satan starts talking to you, you know it's time for fasting. You hear the thing, fasting is to get God, the mercy of God, in, in, into the matter. So you have to fast. Pastor, when I fast, I get hungry. Thank God. You have to fast. You have to fast. You have to fast. Don't wait for a prophetic word. This is it. Swift obedience. Swift obedience. You are better off obeying. 
I don't know what God is telling you. You got to do something. You got to do something. When we come to church, we are not playing religion. A lot of people take church for granted and stuff like that. <laughs> Let me digress and say this. Give us time. Yes, 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 yes. Give us time. Those of us who will do it God's way, we will continue doing it. Give us time. The difference will be so obvious. So now let's go back to the fasting. What I'm talking about is there are things in your life, say, you need to fast about. Fast before it overtakes you. Fast before it gets to a place where you can't do anything about it. Tackle it in fasting. So it must be with a purpose. For fasting to be effective, for fasting to be actual, okay, elements of true fasting. Number two, there must be prayer involved. Because how can you beseech the mercies of God without talking to him? Now, okay, pastor, so what, 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 can you explain this? Now, I'm fasting, watch this, I'm fasting, um, okay, let's say I'm a businessman. I'm fasting for a contract, a big contract that has come. I'm, I'm trying to, um, get that contract or something. And the, the competition is hard. And I'm, things are now getting complex against me or something. And I'm fasting. I'm fasting. For, when you, I'm fa- that's my target. What shows that is my target? When I get into prayer during the fasting, you must pray during the fasting. I, I mention it to God. God, I, this is my bedding. Besides all the other things that we must accompany our prayers, this one becomes a major part. So God, that this contract, let it not go wrong against me. That, or this court case, this court case, I am innocent, but it looks like it's going bad against me. God, I'm, some of us, when you have a case, you have a situation, a pressing issue, you can, even sometimes you lose appetite. It's a sign that go into fasting. Sometimes you also have to look at what is following your father. It's about to repeat in your life. You already seen the early signs. What happened to your mother? You've seen the early signs that is coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming close. Stop it in fasting. See, the, the benefits of certain key things in life is many years later, you see the benefit. You see, okay, many years. Please don't let us be those who want instant. Everything you are doing now, 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 now. So your life and your life's pursuit is governed by your instant need. It will not advantage you in life. It will advantage, even the way I raise my children. I'm thinking far thinking far. And because of that, when it comes to church matters, I'm careful what I say and what I don't say because I'm thinking far. I'm thinking far. It's important. The advice I give to my children, I'm thinking far. Thinking far. Thinking far. Young people and childishness thinks now. Maturity thinks far. Implications. Future pos- potentials and possibilities based on this path I am I'm choosing. Can you imagine if your daughters all have grown, or your sons grown, and they say, I don't want to do, have anything to do with religion. Can you start doing, take, take stock of people you know around your background and who didn't do religion? Look, look, look at the trail. Look at the trail before you start talking the way you are talking. Before you start talking, you might not understand something. doesn't mean, you see, when you tell teacher that the question is wrong, the question is wrong. You didn't understand the question. Others have solved it. Oh. 
But you are saying uh, the question, the equation is wrong. Teacher, teacher, say, say. They say, go and do it. Everybody comes. Say, say, I have, the question was wrong. Say, sit down. Others have done it already. But you are so sure that the question is wrong. The question is wrong. Not knowing you are actually so wrong. And later I said, ah, but it's too late. It's too late. Think far. Present your request to God. He said, be anxious for nothing. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplications, make your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving. So you must have a, God, God takes requests. Wow, what a good God. And did you see that? Watch this. Let, let me show you something that I just I want to draw at this. Let's, let's read the first line to the comma. Let's go. Be for oh, I prefer it when you read it louder. Be for One more time. Be for Next word. Be anxious for nothing. But, so instead of being anxious, there's something you could do. But in everything, everything, prayer plays a role to change your anxiety into a testimony. And he said, by everything, watch this, this is, this is where I'm going. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, back with thanksgiving, no complaint. God, you don't, I don't know why. Ah, God doesn't listen to complaints. You must be grateful. So as you give him thanks, he said, talk, talk to me. Talk to me. Jesus found a problem. He said, I give you thanks. He got to Lazarus' tomb. He said, I give you thanks. Lazarus, come out. He thanked God before he called Lazarus out. You want God to bring Lazarus out, then you can thank him later. <laughs> so he says that, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and uh, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request. Ah, so you see, watch this. What is this request? Where is this request going to come from? No, no, but what, 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 what constitutes this request? He said, let your request. Whatever was causing you that, make it a request. Do you understand that? Be anxious, for, but in everything. So what, instead of being anxious, let what is causing you anxiety, let present it to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so God takes requests. So whatever is troubling you, bothering you, Causing you anxiety, make it a prayer topic. Make it a prayer topic. So when we are fasting, present your request to God. That's why you have to pray. Fasting without prayer is not true fasting. You have lost an essential ingredient, essential element that makes fasting potent. You lose it if you don't add prayer. But what, Pastor, the way my work nature, the nature of my work is, is a pray without ceasing. So you can always pray. Break time. When they are going to smoke, you to pray. Yeah. Fine, fine. Five minutes prayer is prayer. Please. I don't, you, obviously, you can't be at work. And when is break, break time? Please. They will have, they, by law and by necessity, they have to call the ambulance. Security, yeah, security and ambulance because somebody is losing it. But, so, you know, the charismatic, we have a version of prayer that sometimes might not be 
It must be loud and constant and a long time. There's time for loud prayers. And, but you are, just communicate with God. Sometimes put your head in your, on your break. You can put your head on your desk. You are a teacher. They have gone on break. Put your head on. Someone can teach. Are you okay? Very soon, the children will say, oh, miss is praying. Don't go. Don't go in this time. Don't be ashamed, don't be ashamed for people to know you, you, are, you, you, you engage. Yeah, you engage. You. The others also do yoga, confidently. Yeah, they do yoga. And they talk about it everywhere. Uh, I said, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing extension in my house and I want a place for yoga. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, so, a meditation. So, you two, you, you can let them know you pray. Just that you, you are not disturbing everybody. You know, some people say, no, you can't stop me. The devil is a liar. I'll pray. Hey, me. I'll pray. <laughs> so your fasting must have purpose. Your fasting must have prayer. Then number three, practices. What are these practices? You are fasting and you are not doing some things. Oh, sister. What are the practices pastor is talking about? I'm talking about Isaiah chapter 58 verse 6 and verse 7. Is this not the fast I have chosen? When you are fasting, there must be, number one, what you shouldn't do when you are fasting, try to let everybody see that I'm fasting. Try to elevate by the, the way you disfigure your face. Jesus said, you disfigure your face. Somebody said, I don't even swallow gastric juice. Okay, some of you may not know what gastric juice is. I don't name is saliva. I don't even swallow. And then you have a bottle like a pregnant woman. <laughs> Please, make it light for yourself and everybody. Swallow where you can. And put mint in your mouth. Wait, buy some. Buy mint, okay? Some people will go and buy toffees. <laughs> I don't think you have bedding enough. <laughs> I, I get what I'm saying, yeah. But it, it's good because usually when you are fasting, because you are not eating and maybe you're, you don't have much strength to talk too much, your mouth is shut most of the time. After a certain time of the day, an unpleasant um, may, not all, because it depends on your age and your dental condition. But at certain times, it gets to a time it's not pleasant for everybody. Definitely, you, you. (laughs) So I think it's just responsible. But just, but keep what I'm trying to say. Don't look spooky. Look normal. But the other thing too is, some people because they said don't let everybody see, they have to. It's like it's something very private, secret. No, 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 no. You live with your wife. You are fasting. She doesn't know. You live with your husband, you are fasting. She doesn't know. And say, are you fasting? No, no, no. It's between me and God. No, no, no. no, no. That, that's not what he means. Because you have to let her know. So I'll let him know. She's, he's buying some breakfast or something. He, he knows that. You understand that? Just, just say, don't make it so spooky. People around you, when they know you are fasting, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? They must know you are practicing something now. So he says, is this not the fast I have chosen? 
to undo. Let's look at it. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bands of wickedness. Now you can take it in two, two ways. For demonic bands to be loosed. But that's not the immediate contest. You, people, you see, those times they, they were um, like a farming community. And people who were rich. Wicked towards other people. And he says that, please, you are fasting. Lose people. Let them go. You are fasting and you have determined. This is my ex. <laughs> but you are also an ex. <laughs> you always, ex is always two. Two. Doesn't matter how thin you slice a thing, you still have two sides. <laughs> my ex, my ex. But you are also an ex. You are also her ex or his ex. But I didn't do anything wrong. You never know why he left you. So don't. <laughs> But the point I'm making is that I will never forgive my, I've never, I mean, I won't forgive my father. But you are fast, you know. You are fast and you are highlighting these things. It's a loose the bounds of wickedness. And let the oppressed go. To lose the bounds of, to undo heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. Because you might say, I'm not sitting on somebody. But in your heart, you are. You are. This lady, the way she spoke to me, I will never forgive her. You determine that you do it. (laughs) No, please, please. In times of fasting, that's time for amnesty. No, in places where coup d'etats and other things take place, when new government can sometimes give prisoners are release. So you're fasting, it is like a new government. That's when you have to release. I'm telling these are practices that this is the fast I have chosen. Not the fast that you think God should like. The fast that I have, I God have chosen. And that you break every yoke. And now as you are breaking the yoke on others, in other words, people who are indebted to you, People who you have a justification to be able to hold in captivity. Let them go. What happens is that it triggers a reaction in the spirit that every yoke on your life is also broken. Maybe this health situation you are struggling with. Eh? Maybe this health situation. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Maybe this health situation you are struggling with. Maybe it's because of what you hold against your mother or your father. Maybe you don't know. And you're, God, help me. God, heal me. Let her go. Let him go. And you realize that you've let yourself go. The next verse. Look at the next verse as I run up to close quickly. Is it not to share? Uh-huh, you see, this one is it's, it's not you what you do. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Thou stingy Christian brother, sister. You are still holding shoes. Hoarding wigs, hoarding suits, hoarding, and you don't even know what to do with it. And this is the time you look for somebody's need and also show love in times of fasting. Not only me and it's between me and God. You, you, no, you have some practices that enhances the fasting because it shows that you are humbling yourself. It shows that something has changed inside you. You are you are changing your attitude towards life and others. Is there in your scripture? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. Pastor, how do I bring the poor people in my house? 
You know, what it means here is that you look at somebody's impoverished condition and do something about it. That's why some time ago I gave an instruction. Every time we are fasting, any month, like June and January, we have to send aid to charities as a church. We have to. We can't say we are fasting and nothing is flowing. And some of us, when it's time for fasting, that's the time you can't even take your nephew or your neighbor. I mean, depending on how conditions are. And maybe, you know, they are struggling. Take care. Take him. Go and do uniform shopping for her. Uniform shopping. Your money is not just for you. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. He said that, don't steal anymore. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. He said, don't let the one who stole steal no more, but work it with his hands. Why? So, so you can have to give the, have something to give to him who has need. You are earning without meeting other people's needs, and you are now adding fasting, please. When it's time for fasting, look for a need to meet as well. It, it is just, it just, it's, it's just good. It's good. It's good. And you are doing that in your fasting. I think some religion, they even share food. It's only when they finish their fasting, or they're doing it. During the fasting, they share food. You see? You see? You see? Charismatic Christians. Our own is just between me and God. Hey, God! God! Where are you? See, the way I'm fasting. I'm giving you an automatic. Within the next, by June, if you don't do it, I will leave church. I will leave church. I'm telling you. Hey, God! Hey, God! Bless me now. My pastor said you bless me. Bless me. And then I'll stop paying my tithe. Yeah. Let's finish that just the verse 8. There's a lot in that verse. So, um, and he said, when you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. In other words, what it will cost you, the inconvenience. You don't try to avoid the inconvenience. Don't hide yourself from your flesh. You have to do what you got to do. So every, the elements of effective fasting must have purpose, must have prayer, and they must be backed with practices. And definitely you see some strange results. Amen. I see that is what will happen to you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.